0: Welcome to Reading Makes You Better in Bed, a podcast by Amy and Laura from Secret Bookstaff where we talk about books, popular culture and gay stuff. I'm Amy, the founder of Secret Bookstaff and I'm here in a hotel this time with Laura, my partner in books and all things chaos.
1: Why, thank you, Amy. And yes, we are all things chaos here at Secret Book Stuff HQ, but before we begin, we'd like to acknowledge that we're recording this on Gadigal land and pair respects to elders past, present and emerging. Yes, we
0: are on Gadigal country right now in a hotel, as I mentioned, because we've moved house again and we don't have a house right now. We've moved away from Gundungurra country. Just saying
1: that out loud makes me so sad. This is our fifth move in two years and we're definitely crying on the inside, probably crying on the outside as well. And we're going to tell you all about it very soon. But first, as promised, let's talk about why we're so obsessed with con artists and people behaving badly Mm -hmm. and what we've been
0: reading lately, plus how we decide what to read next when we have a thousand books between us. So
1: Laura, tell me, how do you make a decision about what to read next? I mean, usually you try and tell me and I do the opposite. Yeah. Quite frankly. Yeah. But I mean, I do like, say if I read something in the New Yorker or I see something, you know, that Books of Magic Books of Magic have posted, if I can get the word out. Um, you know, I come across different books all the time. And maybe if we go to a bookshop and a cover strikes me, I'll pick it up and read it. But all of the books that we currently own are just sitting pretty on the shelf, probably not even cracked open yet, and here I am being tempted by brand new books.
0: Yeah, we did actually buy some brand new books today, didn't we, while we we're in the city? So, I yeah, I agree with you that I tell you what to read and then you just never read it, which is part of why actually having you um, love me, I know, no. irresistible. <laughs> no, no, it's part of why I think about leaving you all the time. <laughs> um, no, I was going to say that that's kind of my favorite thing about our brand new book subscription that we launched in 2022, which is Amy and Laura's book club, because we have we take turns choosing a book, one of our favorite books, and we send them out to all our subscribers and we have like a Zoom book club each month. And it means that because we have a Zoom book club and we have to talk to people about the book, Laura actually has to fucking oh, read it. Oh, come on. No, Seriously. It brings me so much joy because every second month it's my turn to choose, and a lot of yeah. the time you haven't read that book, right? True. So I do leave you it down to the wire to, Yeah, as well. yeah. So our book club is uh, in three nights' time, and Laura hasn't started the book yet, which is not surprising. But it's a chunky one, so you better get because going. Because to me,
1: if I leave it to the last minute, it only takes a minute, right?
0: It's going to take you a minute to read the entirety of Wild Abandoned by Emily Bitto. I've already read it.
1: No, I haven't. I haven't read it. <laughs> I can't big, even lie about that. big liar. Yeah. Um,
0: so are you going to ask me how I choose? Oh, uh, yeah. Or should I, I just introduce myself? No, go on. <laughs>
1: Amy, dearest one, yes, how do uh, you choose what to read next?
0: Okay. I'm not actually sure how to answer this question, but... Um, I just feel like you, Uh, like, I'll I'll say what you do. Okay, you answer it for me.
1: Usually, you know, we get sent quite a lot of books from different publishers all the time. Oh, yeah, every week. And it's like Christmas for you, Mm -hmm. okay? And here I am thinking, oh, my God, we have to move house soon. Look, here's a box of 20 books. Mm -hmm. But also, you're, like, opening the box and you're like, wow, wow, wow. And I'm watching your brain tick over And then you like go through the pile like so meticulously and you're looking at everything and you're taking photos (laughs) of everything. It's like you've just adopted, you know, 20 more children. And -hmm. then you take like a select few and I see you just kind of like disappear and toddle off into the bedroom. Mm -hmm. And then those books sit beside your bed and they're usually the ones that you pick to read next.
0: Yeah, you're right. No, you're absolutely right. Um, Thank you for clarifying that for me and my frazzled brain because. I think that my my choosing of new books mm. to read is threefold. <clears throat> Number 1, what does the cover look like? Number 2, what does it sound like? Mm. Number 3, who's talked about it or where uh, yeah. have I seen it, you know? So I think like and actually I should say this is just me talking about new releases, okay? So Reading books, like, for example, recently I read The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, finally. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, that's a few years old now. People have been telling me to read it for years, yeah. and I finally got around to reading it, and I'll talk about that in a little bit. But the example I'm trying to get at is that, like, this is just really a new release kind of thing, like mm. new books that come across my path, or if I go into a bookshop, and then if I buy, like, ten new books, mm. or we get sent a pile of five books, you're right, I will choose a couple of them that sit by my bed, the ones by my bed are the ones that I am definitely going to get through hmm. soon, like sooner rather than later. And I also read several books at once, as you know. So I'll probably know, start yeah. two or three of them on that very day. And for a lot of people, that is difficult for them to hear because they're like, how dare you start new books before you finish
1: this other one? But that's why my teetering pile
0: beside my bed is, in fact, so yeah. teetering.
1: And then also, especially because you, you're not a great sleeper as of late, yeah. so you're awake yeah, a true. majority of the time. I mm-hmm. just think your brain is just continuously going, and you get FOMO when you go to sleep, but that's a whole other story.
0: Yeah, I do, because I could be doing so much other stuff yeah. with
1: that time. So when you're sleeping, mm-hmm. you know, 60% of the time, you do turn the light off and turn to your Kindle, which is really mm-hmm. nice for me as mm-hmm. I'm trying to sleep soundly. So you do get a lot of recommendations on your Kindle, Right. So, like, from when you finish another book, it's always got that big chunk of, like, oh, what to read
0: next. I don't even pay attention to that. Like, and you funny. get
1: samples, and then, no. you, then you have, like, a sample night. No, this and you is go what through. I do. A
0: <laughs> sample night. I do yeah. have sample nights a lot of the time. So, but, but my sample nights come about when I have been book browsing. Mm-hmm. and I take photos of some books that I think I might like, but I'm not 100% sold on them. So instead of just buying them on the spot, like some books I'm like, I know I'm going to like this, mm-hmm. I'm going to buy it, or people have talked about this enough, I'm going to buy it. But a lot of them, if I'm not quite sure yet, I'll take a photo, I'll download a sample on my Kindle, and then if I like it, if I like the sample, then I'll read either it. download the whole book or I'll go and buy <laughs> the physical book. <clears throat> so I think that... I don't pay attention to what my Kindle recommends to me. Most of the time it's on flat mode anyway. But what happens in the middle of the night when I can't sleep and I download something on my Kindle is that I'm browsing Instagram and you get mad at me for being on my phone. And then I'm like, well, this person just talked about this book and I obviously need to read it immediately. So Mm -hmm. I will immediately download it on my Kindle and I'll start reading it. It's paper white Kindle, so it's not bad for my eyes. All mine. (laughs) All Laura's. And so then that's how it goes. Like. There's an, an immediacy to the books that I read on my Kindle. Like mm. when I was in hospital recently, and I saw a book on Instagram. I think Sally Hepworth recommended it, and I know that she loves a good fast-paced romp.
1: Mm-hmm. And I was like, this romp.
0: Is- <laughs> I was like, this Sally is perfect. Hattler. I don't know her personally. I mean, but like I know that Sally she's somebody. She loves a romp. <laughs> she would love a romp. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I knew that I would like it, and it would be in a fast easy read for mm. my drugged up post-surgery state, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I wasn't going to go and browse in a bookshop before my surgery and be like, what will I feel like reading when I'm in hospital nah. with tubes coming out of me? Yeah. I just needed it on the spot, right? True. Does that make sense? True. So I think it's like
1: different, yeah. different stages. I think for me, I do this thing where you've finally given up on trying to get me to read a book, and then suddenly you'll just see me reading it. And I don't Mm -hmm. mean to do it. Mm -hmm. I really don't. And I know that you can probably hear that I'm smiling while saying this, but I don't mean to do it, but it does happen and it does give me great satisfaction. For example, I asked you to pick a book for me recently and you picked today and you picked Enduring Love by Anne McEwen that Mm -hmm. you have been asking me to read for almost five years now. Mm hmm. So, and I was like, you know, you took it to me, you presented me with lots of different, different options after I gave you this challenge yeah. and you were like, okay, fine. What about Enduring Love by Ian And I was like, yeah, okay, cool. And just but like... The question is, yeah. are you actually going to I read am. it? I am. We'll
0: find out soon. <laughs> and um, we'll also find out soon why you asked me to pick you a book. So before we wrap up this segment, I oh, just yeah. want to give a shout out to two books that I read recently. Go on then. Okay. And one of them is, as I mentioned before, The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Mm -hmm. Now, we are constantly, by Taylor Jenkins Reid, by the way, we are constantly... Daisy Jones and the Six fame. Yes. We are constantly, constantly, constantly Constantly. asked on Instagram, do you know any queer love stories? Do you have any lesbian romance recommendations? Mm. And every single time someone asks me that, I am filled with anxiety because I don't really. You know, I try. You know, I try. It's just Women try by Chloe really Coldwell, the hard. other one that I really know. Yeah, Women by Chloe Coldwell. But I always say to people, caveat, it's not exactly a romance, mm. nice, feel good kind of love it's story. It's not a romance at all. It's not. It's, it's a w- love story. It's grungy. Yeah. But when people ask that of me on Instagram, I know that they're after something like, you know, The Bronze Horseman, but for quiz. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a really good, like Outlander, mm. Twilight. Fifty Shades of Grey. You know, like they want a romance. A romp. (laughs) They want a romantic romp. Sell your worth trademark romp. (laughs) They want a romantic romp, and I don't have very many good recommendations. However, now I recommend The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. It's a really beautiful queer love story. There's Mm -hmm. so much more to it. It's very, very, very loosely inspired by Elizabeth Taylor and all of her husbands, Mm. and so it's about this ageing I think she's in her 80s by now, um, mm, movie yeah. star who's kind of like a mix of like a, oh, Audrey Hepburn and a Marilyn Monroe and like, Elizabeth, you know, she's like that kind Glamour. of classic glamorous mm. um, old school movie star and now yeah. she's in her 80s and she recruits the services of a very unknown random journalist to write her um, exclusive biography Ooh. and it's amazing. So that's that. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Promising Young Women by Caroline O'Donoghue, a.k.a. one of our new best friends because we are obsessed with the Sentimental Garbage podcast. I finally got around to reading Caroline O'Donoghue's book, Promising Young Women. It's amazing. Mm. It's really... um, It's a really good fun but kind of dark and twisty read. Mm. But it's very much about like feminism and consent and sex and power in Mm -hmm. the workplace and she
1: dedicates it to girls in offices everywhere, which I absolutely You love a dedication like that. Yeah. Just a caveat, we don't actually know Carolina Donahue or Dolly Alderson, but if you are listening, I know know that you are we would like to be friends.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um so they're my two recommendations for everybody that I've read recently. Get on them. Both of them great books. books. Good job. Thanks, Dahl. Speaking of recommendations, I would like to make a pretty big claim here, if I may. And it's that I am solely and 100% responsible for getting you, Laura, onto podcasts.
1: I mean... Are you going to fight me on that? (laughs) I'm not going to fight you per se, but it's like a pretty big claim. Yeah, and? Because, okay... As a bit of background information, I was very resistant to the podcast movement.
0: I think the theme (laughs) theme of reading makes you better in bed is that Laura is resistant to everything. And Amy tries to get her to do
1: stuff and read stuff and listen to stuff and she doesn't want to borrow it. Now, that is a Pulitzer, like, winning bio right there for Reading (laughs) Makes a Better Event. Okay, well, look, so everybody's listening to podcasts. Everybody's on the podcast bandwagon. I didn't have a lot of time to, you know, like, research podcasts that I liked. So I was just hearing about podcasts that people were listening to and I was like, nah. Not Sounds me. shit. Sounds fake. Not here for it. <laughs> so then I didn't. And then Amy begged me. And because Amy doesn't like to A, sit in silence in the car or B, chat. So we listen oh, I to- I love po- chat. <laughs> we listen to podcasts. No, we do like to chat. But we do listen to podcasts and it's always great to have something well, to listen to. Because you get so antsy in the car. Mm. You don't like it. So- It's a waste of time. You think it's a waste of time. <laughs> yeah. So- we were listening to a podcast, well, Amy was listening to a podcast, and she's like, can you just, you know, listen to it with me? I'm sick of your bullshit. It's time to jump on the bandwagon. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fine, I'm probably going to hate it. Anyway, go mm-hmm. on. So, can I jump in here? Yeah, go So, on.
0: It, in here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Um, the podcast was Who the Hell is Hamish? by The Australian. And I was like three episodes. Hedley Thomas, that's mm-hmm. right. Um, I was like three episodes deep in this podcast a few years ago and we were driving somewhere and it was taking a long time and I had to drive. And I was like, if I have to drive, please, can I listen to my podcast? That's exactly what you said. Yeah. yeah. And then Laura's like, okay, fine, whatever. I'm not going to pay attention. And then within 20 minutes, you were so into it that we actually went back and started the whole series from scratch. And then that was our podcast that we listened to on the road. It was
1: great. yeah. And And then what happened? Well, before that, I'm going to give you my unsolicited impression of Hedley Thomas. <laughs> yes, Hedley, it's <please. laughs> saying? Yeah, yeah, go. Um, we're driving along the wrong dusty road. The endless, <laughs> the, the endless blue sky stretches across the Badlands. This country has never seen the sun setting until today. This day of all days.
0: What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it was really good, but bad at the same time.
1: So, then what happened? The dust never seems to settle on this (laughs) town. (laughs) Headley, then what happened? And then, obviously, I fell in love with the podcast and we loved it. I listened to the whole thing. I went back to listen to Teacher's Pet. And now... I clock up some serious audio time I don't know on how podcasts. you have time. Like, I honestly don't know when you listen to podcasts, but
0: you listen to podcasts basically 24-7 to, Yeah, because you have, I like, churned through podcasts. the entirety
1: of Wondery. Yeah, I listen to podcasts like an old man listens to the radio or the wireless, as my dad likes to say. Like your dad. Yeah. Listening to the radio Who all the time. constantly has his earphones in, mm. <laughs> walking around the house, mm-hmm. listening to the radio. Shout out to a few podcasts that I do love. American Scandal. On Wondery is probably my ultimate bay. Mm-hmm. The backpacking podcast. I know that they're definitely oh not going to listen Laura. to this podcast, but I absolutely <laughs> love that. Um, you know, and I like hearing facts. But the most kind of podcasts that the most of, both of us love, yeah. If I can get my words out today, is about con
0: artists. Yes, people behaving badly. I am absolutely obsessed. From the early days of Who the Hell is Hamish, which was Laura's conversion podcast, as we call it now. <laughs> We have listened to so many together mm. and like I used to love true crime podcasts, something that really keeps me interested, but then I've gone off it in the last few years. I've gone
1: soft on true
0: crime, can't handle it As anymore. As you're hitting your mid thirties, you've gone soft. Yeah, but I, I'm, I don't mind white collar crime though. Like I quite like listening to people who've been conned out of money. Um, mm. It's fascinating to me and I think that the world is fascinated by it at the moment because if you think about the shows that we've like we've watched a few really good shows recently we have yeah um and three of them in particular are all about people behaving badly based on true mm. stories so we've got inventing so, anna yeah. which is a netflix series by shonda rhimes of Grey's anatomy and bridgerton fame mm-hmm. and that's about the instagram famous fake russian heiress Anna Delvey, you didn't finish that, though, did you? No, it
1: wasn't for me. I didn't like it. Why? I don't How? know. I just, I just think didn't it was really a bad day me. for you. Yeah, it just didn't really grab me. One show that did grab But it's grab something, me, no,
0: hold on. Before you go on to the next thing, I feel like inventing Anna is something that you would normally love. Like, you would be, like, kind of loving Anna. You'd be like, oh, is it because I you pretty loved much it? love her. <laughs> no. No, I'm being serious. It's like, sometimes. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, is it
1: because you loved it? And I was like, it's not for me. Oh,
0: I you think. You know? yeah, like, yeah.
1: yeah. You, you loved it because you watched it first and you're like, oh, my God, you'll love it. And I was like, immediately, not for me.
0: <laughs> you are such a brat. <laughs> Honestly, you're a brat. That's what this is all about, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> anyway, so I loved Inventing Anna. I was yeah. really good. It's like, it keeps you hooked. We also watched two shows together at once. Which we both loved. And we both loved them. And we they both came out on the same day. I think, like, The Dropout was on, is it on Netflix? No. Stan? Stan or Prime or something. Well, we've got them all. We've oh,
1: <laughs> bloody got them
0: all. And then We Crashed, which is on Apple TV, and both of them were dropping one episode a week. Yes. and we So that kept us going for quite a while, but... The dropout was based on a podcast which you've
1: actually listened to. I'm, I'm still listening. I mean, it's a very long podcast, so listened to. Well, no, it's not still going, but I've still got countless episodes to go. So it's a two kind of part podcast where they do the dropout, the original podcast, AB by ABC, which is what. Um, You know, the 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 series was based on, but they've got a second kind of series of the podcast or second season, which is, um, you know, Elizabeth Holmes on trial hosted by the same people. And it's so fascinating because it's so detailed. I like these podcasts where it's, like, lots of information because then my brain can focus on mm. all of this information about how they're picking the jury for this trial yeah. and not focusing I mean, on whatever I mean, I think that else.
0: I'm kind of happy to just hear the highlights from you when it comes to yeah. something like a trial. Like, I'm not as interested in the legal side of things. I just like, you know, watching... I mean, I just like being along for the, the ride. The journey. <clears> yeah. Um, but... For anyone who hasn't watched it or listened to it, *The Dropout* is based on the true story of Elizabeth Holmes, who was the founder of Theranos. Yes, yes. and um, she claimed to have invented a biotechnology machine that tested you for heaps of different medical conditions with, with just a drop, a of, drop blood. of blood. Yeah, that was a great, that was impression. good, wasn't it? Thank yeah. you. Amanda Seyfried plays Elizabeth Holmes in the show, and oh my god, oh,
1: she's amazing, so
0: good. Um, so that was an excellent, excellent show. However top of my list maybe one of the best shows i've watched ever was we crashed we crashed pipped it to the post for you for the drop 100 percent. we crashed was so good i honestly loved mm. it it was really good
1: and hathaway
0: and Hathaway heck. nailed that, and Jared Leto was great too. So We Crash is based on a, a podcast by Wondery. It was like an eight-part miniseries, I think. Um yeah. you've also also, listened to, <laughs> also listened to it. Turned through that in a day, so you knew what this was all about. But it was about the rise and fall of WeWork, which was like the shared office space. Which company. is still going. You
1: can rent We WeWork workspaces it's just here. It's so
0: fascinating to me. I'm like, I'm glad it's still going, but. I wonder what the show has done to Mm. WeWork. So WeWork was founded by Adam Newman and Miguel McKelvey. Um, Adam is played by Jared Leto in the show, and his wife is played by Anne Hathaway, who was, like, a huge figure in the whole success and demise of it. Famously, she's, like, Gwyneth Paltrow's cousin or something. Yeah, And she was, like, a struggling actress, yoga teacher, spiritual guru. Like, hilarious. The show Is fucking incredible. I loved it so much. It was so well done.
1: I just want to ask you a question, speaking of cons. Sure, darling. Before before we get into a few other podcasts that we love, Mm -hmm. do you think the reason that you love podcasts or, like, anything about con artists the most is because you almost got conned by that Bitcoin scam? Oh my god, I can't believe you brought that up. I gave Amy no warning. So, oh, there was at a time, I, didn't, I really didn't know that where that was going. When we were running the shop, where things times were tough. <laughs> times were tough with a capital goddamn T. And we were on a train going somewhere because I don't no, Let we me could give you the context. Let me give you the context. All right. Oh my god, I can't believe you're bringing this up, but mm. I've
0: got to roll with it now. Okay. <clears throat> so, <laughs> we had just been, it was early 2020, yeah, before the pandemic. We had just been to a conference in Tasmania, mm-hmm. and it was a particularly troubling time for us. Like, we were really <laughs> struggling, rubbing pennies together. Yeah, we were really struggling. The shop was really struggling um, because of, you know, like lots of things that were going on in Newcastle at the time, like the supercars and all this like drama, the fires were happening. Um, the pandemic was on the horizon it was a really really hard time and my wallet was stolen do you remember this yes. my wallet was stolen the day before we flew out to Tasmania and it was a public holiday I think it was um 26th of June or something like that and so uh money there was like I couldn't transfer money around yeah. and have it reach my account in time because of all the public holidays and my wallet was stolen. And you didn't have <laughs> your cards electronically and I didn't have my cards you were electronically. So against
1: it for so long. <laughs> and so
0: I remember we landed in Tasmania and had like $22 between us
1: that needed <laughs> to
0: last for three days. Yeah. We'd pr- thankfully, we'd already paid for our... We hired a van. Yeah. We'd already paid for the van. Um, Thank goodness. So we had somewhere to sleep, which was the van. Mm. And we had $22 and we went to Coles and we yeah. bought like a $1 loaf of bread and like one dollar packet of pasta and all this stuff. Maybe some sussos. Yeah. And um <laughs> and I remember going to Banjo's.
1: Yeah. Banjo's Pies. And we got that little deal where you got like six little pastries or something. For, for ten dollars.
0: Oh yeah, five dollars. Yeah. yeah, six little pastries for five dollars, and we like shared them. We shared a coffee. Like it was a but sad you were, time. You were. So I'm just trying desperate. to paint a picture here. I,
1: but you were so desperate, and that, like I'm sitting next to you on this train going to the oh, airport this, or there, wherever we, we were. Yeah, we were coming home from Tasmania. Yeah. Yeah. And and you're like looking at your phone, and you're like, oh my god, <laughs> Laura. I think I think I've got this. I've got the solution. And I'm like, what do you? What is this? Here <laughs> no. we go. What's going on? Spill <gasps> the beans, sweetie. I feel like you're telling the And story then wrong. she's like, look, like. Celeste Barber has this thing and look she's like this is how she's made all her money this is how she's famous I'm like what (laughs) what on earth because like Amy likes to babble when we're on public transport you love a babble do I you do it's just like you know you have you got nowhere to go so you can't do anything (laughs) (laughs) except for annoy me incessantly and I'm just trying to like sit there quietly looking out the window anyway you show me this thing and you're like look like have you heard of something called bitcoin it wasn't Bitcoin. Are you sure. It I was, think it no, was. it wasn't. It was
0: something like, like Bitcoin. The banks or
1: something? The banks, like this. It was a was secret some kind the of, banks won't tell yeah, you. Yeah, like
0: it was, it was, okay. It was came up on my Facebook and it was some kind of ad and it was like Celeste Barber in tears. On, I still get the ads on my Facebook yeah. all the time. Celeste Barber in tears on the project about, like, watch this before it gets taken Financial down. Financial tips. And the interesting thing was, this was like, just after the fires and Celeste Barber had raised like a million dollars or whatever Mm. for the fireys. And so she was like really present in all of our minds, which was clever by the scammers to put her in this article. You were almost a Nigerian princess. I, I (laughs) I know. And then I'm reading this article and it was all about like Celeste Barber invests in this like special kind of, Bitcoin-esque type money thing, but no one—it like,
1: definitely said the banks don't want you to know yeah, this secret. Yeah, and, and I
0: knew the thing is like I'm really trying <laughs> hard to defend myself here because it does. I don't come off very well. I knew that it was fake. I absolutely 100% knew that it was fake, but I still turned. This was the the level of desperation of our lives at that time. Mm-hmm. I turned to you and I was like do you think that I should just enter my details just in case it's not fake? <laughs> and you were like, don't do it, darling." And I was like, but should I do it? And I was dead serious. I thought and you were I
1: joking think, for a I know, while, but time. I think back
0: to that version of myself and I feel really sad for her. Like, is she okay? No. <laughs> I'm so glad that you could pull me back down to earth. But yes, great point. Yeah. It is about like people in desperate situations and how they get there. And I think that fascinates me in yeah. general. Um, because I was almost one of the... No, jokes. I wasn't. Maybe. You were No, I wasn't. Almost. <laughs> I can't believe <laughs> you left on This is
1: so bad. Before we wrap up this incredibly chaotic segment about pop culture, um, I would like to give a few shout-outs to a couple of podcasts. So, Queen Go of the Con... Um, which was made by Hollywood producer Jonathan Walton, and he befriended his neighbor Mare Smith. It is crazy. It is wild. It's about an Irish heiress. Well, she and pretends to be an Irish well, heiress. Well, yeah, obviously she's not real. She's a con artist. And there's also a second season as well, which has just come out, which is great. All mm-hmm. about Orange County. Um, another really great one that we love is Scamfluences. Hmm. And a good one. They also the people who host Scamfluences also host another another podcast called Even the Rich. So. It's crazy. No, I
0: don't think that's true. I think they're different people. Because I was going to say, Even the
1: Rich, that podcast. They is- do. They say. We're the host of Even the Rich. Anyway. I'm going to look it up. This is what happens on public transport. And then Amy goes, can you look it up?
0: <laughs> this can I look up
1: This is why we should
0: plan our podcast episodes before we get on air. But anyway, thank you so much for listening to Why We Love Con Artists. I hope you get some good recommendations out of that.
1: And don't invest in
0: the Select big secret Baba's of the Bitcoin. Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Laura, why yes. are we in a hotel? Look, I've been asking myself this question. <laughs> I, like, I mean, I think that we have had the most chaotic week that we have ever had. Would you agree that this week has been incredibly chaotic? No.
0: <laughs> I mean, it has been really chaotic, but do you remember that time that we landed... Oh, yeah. After America. And, and opened the bookshop opened two days later. opened a bookshop two days later.
1: Yes. But I mean, so maybe my week was probably a little bit more chaotic. But oh, what about than it was. that time? Sorry. What about that time
0: <laughs> that we closed the bookshop and the person, well, the people that we'd hired to help us couldn't make it at the oh, last yeah. minute? One of them, like, broke his leg or something. Yeah. And we had to close <laughs> our entire bookshop by herself. So we, we had to go and hire a ute. We had to drive the ute back. We had to mount the curb, and you and I had to carry all of our furniture out of the bookshop Mm. onto the ute, and then wherever we took it, home, to the story shed? I don't remember On fire. (laughs) We have had some very chaotic times times. in our relationship, but this has been a big one.
1: But this has been definitely a big one. So, um, you know, sadly, my grandfather passed away, so I was, you know, at a funeral this week, Um, and we also, drumroll please, moved house. Again. Because I was offered a job. So, <laughs> you Yay! Know, I mean, there was lots of different reasons why we're moving, but this was kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back. It bag, was the cherry on a the sense. cake. So,
0: if you remember... Or on the old-fashioned. <laughs> the cherry on the old-fashioned.
1: If you remember from
0: our previous episode, we gave you an update on country life mm. and... Probably thinking back on that, we weren't really painting our country life it's in foreshadowing. the best light. Um, and that's probably because we weren't feeling super happy and we were already starting to have conversations about what should we do next? Yeah. Should we stick it out here? Do we just not like it because it's been raining a lot? Isn't yeah. all of the commuting getting really exhausting? Like we were having lots of very serious conversations about what we do in this next chapter. Hmm. And then I remember saying to you, I kept saying, we just need to wait for more information. Hmm. You know, like we just we're having these conversations, we're putting it out there to the universe. Belief. Yeah, Laura just wants to get it sorted. That I'm like, no, we just need to wait. Like something's gonna happen, let's just wait. And then what happened when we waited? You got offered the job. I got offered the job. So And that made yes. the decision for us because the job that Laura's about to tell you about is not one that is uh, anywhere near here. And also it means that, like, I can't really be by myself in a small country town with two dogs, knowing yeah. no one, and commuting to Sydney for work. It's just, That's too it much. wasn't going to work. Too so much. we had to leave our lovely little country town.
1: Yes. Yeah, so the reason that we're in a hotel right now, and you can probably hear airplanes in the background, <laughs> aeroplanes, however airplanes? you want to say okay. it. Um, is because I fly out tomorrow to uh, the Northern Territory for a few months. Come up. Yeah. Um, to do some sports coaching out mm-hmm. there. I'm gonna be between the NT and WA and lots of different crazy, exciting, fun places. Um and I mean this is a job that was offered to me in twenty twenty. So mm. I haven't really spoken about it because it's kind of, it's felt so far out of reach for a long time. Yeah. It kept getting postponed and everything because of the yeah. pandemic. But this is also, it's not like a permanent thing. I'm not like picking up and schlepping it out there to, you know, live kind of.
0: Well, you don't know. You might
1: love it. <laughs> it's definitely a, um, it's a you few know, months a, at a time. Like it's a FIFO kind of position. Yeah, right? It's like so, a dry season thing yeah. in remote
0: indigenous communities in Northern yeah. Territory and Western Australia.
1: Yeah. So engaging in like, you know, sports coaching, sports recreation, um, and community outreach, which I'm really excited about. So it's combined so many different things um of my, you know, professional background. Um and also gives me a chance to get outside. You know, I work from home all the time and wow. with Amy being in Sydney, that's you, so many, you know, yeah. days of the week. Um it was kind of just me at home by myself in Bundanoon. With the rain and not really knowing anybody and not really being able to engage in the community like I would have wanted to, mostly due to the weather. So there's so many different factors. And I think that we just kind of like, yeah, but being offered the job was the straw that really broke the camel's back. And I think I messaged you. And this is like for anybody playing at home, the Amy and Laura quiz game of what the hell goes on behind <laughs> the scenes. I sent you a text going, hey, doll, full stop. What do you reckon? Do you think we can move out of Bundanoon in two weeks? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> you, I think you just sent back like some sort of emoji and you're like, mmm, I said yes. <laughs> oh, you did say
0: yes. Yeah, remember? I was like, yes, let's do it. Yeah. Because that was it. That's, I knew. As soon and as then you sent did. me that message, I was like, okay, well, that's the answer. Yeah. That's what we're doing. And you then know, we don't massive, have to decide anymore.
1: A massive series of chaotic events arose. I mean, oh, yeah. speaking of, you know, the whole thing where we packed the shop. By ourselves, um, you know, like lifting heavy things for the majority of the time, we hired people to help <laughs> oh, us. Yeah, in small town country Bundanoon Yeah,
0: look before we before you talk about them, I mm. just want to say that I project managed the shit out of this move because yeah, I was did. like, we have to leave in two weeks, and it's not just like we have to leave; it's like Laura has to leave the state in yeah. two weeks' time. So that means that everything
1: needs to be done. Before you leave, because I couldn't yeah. do it on my we own. We had to move, <laughs> and we had a lot. Like I personally had a lot going on because, like, yeah. obviously, I got off of the job, and I had so much family things going on, and I've been so ridiculously busy at work. So you couldn't shout take any, out, you could take any time,
0: yeah, you couldn't take any time off work. No. You also had to fit in a funeral and everything around that. Yeah, I did take time off work this time, just a couple of days, mm. which was really. You helpful. also got COVID. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> I totally forgot. Yeah, I got like maybe fake COVID. Like, we think it maybe was a false positive. I'm not sure. I you, wasn't very yeah. sick. But I did have to be in isolation. Yes. Which was very helpful because yeah. it meant that I couldn't go to work or do anything. And I could just pack boxes pack and project manage Whilst the moving. Well, I was in. freaking out in the corner. <laughs> yeah. So that was actually really... Thank you, universe, for giving me COVID at that time. Mm. Um, and I... What was I saying? Oh, yeah. I project managed the move and mm-hmm. so I tried to just be as organized as possible I called up like seven different removalist companies tradesmen all these kind of people
1: around yeah there's our no area. removalist wants to help you if you've got your own truck because the reason we had to get our own truck was removalists because removalists cost a gazillion dollars well you know it's
0: not just that it's that when you're moving from one town to another especially when it's three and a half hours away they have to charge you for all of the time they spend driving. So they charge you for seven hours of driving and and also the packing and the unpacking. And that would have cost like literally $5,000 and we just don't have that kind of money. So (laughs) we hired our own truck and then we just needed people to help us pack it because as we know from past experience, we tend to get injured when we try and lift a lot of heavy things ourselves. And I was like, let's be serious about this. I just had surgery. Laura's got to go and coach sports in remote communities. She can't get injured. So I ended up finding desperately on Facebook yeah. this random guy who responded to my post on Facebook and said, oh, yeah, like me and my mate can come and help yeah, you. Yeah, right. I'll be there. Cash in hand. And I was like, thank you very much. Take that you one. Come on this day at this time. He arrived.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, again, Amy was at work. In Sydney, yeah, and I'm in Bundanoon, like, ready to pack the truck. I'm pumped, I'm amped, I'm going to do it. A man arrived, who was old enough to be my great-grandfather, wobbling <laughs> around at the front, and I'm like, hi, can I help you? Basically, like, you know, you lost, old man. <laughs> but no, he was the one set to help us move. Um And so he also had another friend with him, who was considerably younger, but, you know, and then I proceeded to have to move all of our big furniture from inside our house to outside our house. By so yourself. Fridge, washing machine, dryer. I can't believe they didn't even offer to help you. That no, is so they didn't. weird. I
0: mean, that's what we were paying them for. Yeah,
1: they didn't. They just stood on the truck and I kind of like bought things out and then they chose what things to go in there. Oh my goodness. And you know. I'm so sorry. I am unfortunately known for um, the old Kebby clapback being a bit <laughs> stroppy at times. a lot of things going on and he was not a nice dude Mm. by the end Mm -hmm. Um, and they packed the truck so horribly that (laughs) I unpacked 50% of the truck and repacked it myself. to
0: to make more space for more things because they packed the truck so badly that not all of our stuff fit in the truck which meant that on my way home from work I had to pick up a Bunnings Ute And then, like, go drive an hour and a half out of my way to pick up a Bunnings Ute and then meet Laura in the middle of the night. In the rain. pouring rain (laughs) to put the rest of our stuff into a Bunnings Ute. And then the next day, we drove. Laura drove drove. the truck and I drove the Ute. And uh, we spent 12 hours on the road yesterday. And uh, that's why we're staying in hotels because Laura's flying out tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, We put all our stuff in storage except for some, you know, a couple of tubs of books each and some clothes because I'm going to crash with my parents for yeah. a few months while Laura's away. And, yeah, and, um, it's yeah. just ju-
1: uh, a lot. <laughs> That's a there's lot. lot. There's a lot. But also, I'm probably sure that most of you out there have been like, Ames, why are you going with, you know, what, why, why are you going with Laura, blah, blah, blah. Well, obviously, Amy has to work, you know, and a yeah. lot of that work is actually in-house. Mm-hmm. But you have other things going on, don't you? I have some things going on. You have some things in the works.
0: Yeah, I have some things going on, which uh, we've been hinting at Hmm. on Instagram lately, and we will tell you about very soon. I think I'm ready for the big reveal now. So in the next podcast episode, I will tell you what's been going on behind the Hmm. scenes for me. So that's Laura's story. Laura's heading off to the middle of nowhere, and I have some big news too. I'm going to be posting on the gram.
1: I'm going to take over the gram a couple of times.
0: Yeah. As if you're going to take over the gram.
1: Post some stories. I'll have a highlight reel just dedicated just to me. It was really fun
0: making a video for Instagram with you today for the first time in like probably a year or so. Yeah. Laura's been noticeably absent from the gram and I've just been doing it. But um, this morning we announced the winner of a big guessing competition that we've been running on Instagram, Mm. which was how many books do we own between us? Because in all of this moving business, I
1: was like, you know what? I've been wanting to do this for years. Inventory our books. Before you tell that, it was Amy's (laughs) joke. Amy was like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to start packing today. And I was like, this is so great. Mm -hmm. This is like two weeks out. You know, Mm -hmm. we've got heaps of time. I mean, it was two weeks out because
0: that's the only time we had. Heaps of time in our world.
1: And then I'm like looking at I'm like working away furiously and I'm kind of like, you know, I've bought a bunch of boxes and I'm kind of like waiting to hear like the rip of the tape and all of this kind of thing. And it's just, like, silence, and it's like, you know, you know, I don't have a toddler, but I'm assuming that people who have toddlers, when it's, like, a bit too quiet. Oh, it's like when Albie, our dog, when yeah. things are too quiet, and we're like,
0: what is, what he, is doing? he doing? And then we find him, like... And then he's, like, like, eating like... a tampon.
1: <laughs> Which has happened. Yeah. Anyway, um, and then I go out into the studio, and Amy's sitting on the floor, surrounded by piles of books, uh, writing each title typing in each title individually into an Excel spreadsheet. Yeah. And I'm like I'm trying to remain calm because I was stressed. In my mind I was like (laughs) what the bloody hell is going on in here? (laughs) And out loud I was like oh, hi doll what are you up to? (laughs) (laughs) You know, like my eye kind of twitching and you're like oh so I just thought of this really great idea. I think I'm going to categorise all of our books. I think it's time. And I was like oh Do you think that's the best use of our time? Well, you know what?
0: We got it done. I got it done, I should say. (laughs) I got it done. I inventoried all of our books. I wrote down the title, the author, who owns it. and the genre and all that kind of stuff and where it's being stored. I'm, like, really proud of that spreadsheet. It's a beautiful work of art (laughs) and it means that we knew finally exactly how many books we owned. And we actually owned more Mm. than what we announced on Instagram because we um, had a lot of double copies of things that, you know, we've collected over the years accidentally. Because every time we, we've moved so much and we've had the shop, we shut down the shop. So our books have been spread across like storage facilities and mm. like garages and everything. And we haven't had them all in the one place until we moved to Bundanoom. Yeah. So that was part of why I wanted to inventory them. But anyway, long story short, we own 1,106 books between us um most of them are all now back in storage but they're organized into tubs with labels on them Mm. like poetry fiction books about books i I was just
1: the thought of it it was so
0: satisfying it It was like one of my greatest achievements in my entire life was doing that (laughs) inventory and now i know where everything is and i know who owns what and i know what books we own and also then accidentally we found 10 tubs of books in a different storage shed that we used to have in newcastle um when we had the shop, and we haven't shut it down yet. We have now, but we found 10 tubs of books that haven't been inventoried yet, so there's another big Instagram guessing competition coming in the next few weeks Mm. when I get around to inventorying those books because, wow, I wonder what it's going to be. Do you think we're going to crack
1: 1,500? Yes, surely. I mean, we bought another 10 today.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Why are we like this?
1: (laughs) (laughs) So that's an update. That is our update. It's our life update. I know that we said... TLDR. Move from Bundanoon. Laura's going to the NT. We have no house. (laughs) We have no house.
0: We have lots of books. Laura's going to the Northern Territory. Amy's living with her parents. We have too many books. Uh, That's the end of it. But what I was going to say is, um, last episode, we promised that we would talk about the gayest things we've ever done. Hmm. And uh, instead, we gave you a life update, which I think was necessary because, you know...
1: We've been hinting at a lot of things on the gram, so still pretty gay. I'll give you a gay image <laughs> of me lifting this entire shelf off into the truck. I'm so mad at you for doing that. Yeah, I did yourself. injure myself in the end, but well, you no.
0: Know. Whose fault is that?
1: Jeffrey. <laughs> that's his fault. <laughs> oh, it name is. and shame.
0: <laughs> um, anyway, that's our life update. We are moved again. We don't know what's happening next.
1: So in the next episode of Reading Makes You Better in Bed, Amy finally reveals her big secret. Mm -hmm. We're
0: also going to talk about the books that we're going to read together while Laura is away. Which I'm really
1: excited about. And also a fun challenge that we set each other during a long distance time, watching the movies that made us. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk a lot about Heath Ledger. Thanks for listening to Reading Makes You Better In Bed with Amy and Laura from Secret Book Stuff.
0: Don't forget to subscribe, leave us a lit review, and you can find us at secretbookstuff.com. I think you're too old to
1: say that now, darling. This is now a podcast about fishing. Stop it, Laura. This is (laughs)
0: all night. We don't have any time to prepare or plan, and so whenever we talk about the podcast, it's because we're about to record the podcast, and then you just get mad at me. Podcast. And then... (laughs)
1: Fishing. (laughs) You're fired. (laughs) Fishing with Amy and Laura.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I just thought of something. Oh, my God. Oh, my
1: God. I just thought of something.
0: I just thought of something. This podcast was recorded on the unceded lands of the Gundungara people. We pay our respects to First Nations elders, past, present, and emerging.